Welcome to this bonus edition of Record Roundtable. On this edition, I speak about the albums that came out in February 2020. This is your host, Caleb Robinson, speaking. That first song I played was Bambara off of their album Stray. I also have Tyler on the board with me again this week. How's it going? Going all right. I I, I have enjoyed a lot of music this month. Let's I, get into it, I I'm, suppose. I'm, huh? very, I'm really excited to talk about all this music because... Uh, so, the I, I set the goal for myself that I was going to listen to like 20 albums, and I think I made like 25. Well, that's month. pretty good. So I, I've been listening to 25 different albums, and I'm coming to you with the the 15 best of them. I've got a couple couple albums. You will not be hearing any Justin Bieber on this episode. As tempted as I was to play the Yummy Country remix at the end of the episode, no, I have thanks. talked my my myself has been talked out of that decision. You made so. a good choice. Yeah. So that first song again was the song "Stay Cruel." I've seen Bambara live. When they toured with Idols, mm-hmm. they've got a really cool post-punky, like dark feel to it, almost like a Nick Cave sound to them. And it's pretty good. I don't, I haven't gotten super into them, but everything that I've heard from them at this point has been pretty solid. And so this album is definitely no exception to that rule. I thought Stray was really good and definitely worth checking out. The next album I'm going to talk about is the album I Let It In and it Took Everything by the band Loathe. This song, Screaming. You don't get a lot from that that beginning part, but there's a lot of different things done on this. It's actually kind of like a metalcore album, surprisingly. I'll play a little bit of like the second track off this one, which is Aggressive Evolution, to show how different those two openings are. So there's a lot of different things that are being done on this album, and I think a lot of people would put in that metalcore like genre, but they do a little bit of things with like alternative rock. They do a little bit of things with like like a black gaze like kind of sound to it. A lot of these albums that are kind of in the the lower end of things were in the metal spectrum actually. So I'm going to be talking about metal a little bit. So for those who are not a big metal fan, go ahead and start fast forwarding a, a little bit, maybe like five minutes in, you'll find something different. But again, loathe. I let it in. And everything took it. I let it in, and it took everything. Is a pretty solid album from the metal spectrum of things. The other good metal album, this next band, Intronaut, their album just released was Fluid Existential Inversions, this song being Tripolar. I know what you're thinking, Tyler. I know what you're thinking, listeners. Tool. 
Yeah, pretty close. Pretty heavy on the tool influence on yeah. that sound. A lot of their other stuff too, because a lot that that specific part is the one that I think really gets the tool feeling from it. But a lot of their other stuff has more of that like sludge metal mastodon sound. They've been compared to someone else we've talked about on Record Roundtable being Baroness oh. in a lot of ways. A lot. Of, I'll even play a little bit more from one of their other songs in terms of the instrumentation. I'll play. I think the Cole is the one that's the closest to a mastodon sound. And believe it or not, this album, which is one of the reasons that like really kind of caught my attention, is produced by Kurt Ballou of Converge. There you go. He was all over the place this month. Speaking of, the next album I'd like to talk about is by the, I believe, if I remember correctly, Norwegian metal hardcore punk band Veltertalk. This song is called Crack of Doom. That's off the album Split. Some pretty good stuff, actually. Mm-hmm. Also produced by Kurt Ballou, who's all over the place. Everywhere. And I talked to you about Velter Talk a little bit. Yep. They uh they have also collaborated with, as John, I also mentioned. John Baisley, of course, of Baroness. Yep, so. he he did the artwork for their first two albums, which I I I was really weird that they had, had albums produced by Kurt Ballou. They had done work with John Baisley, of course. Thank you, John Baisley, of course. And Somehow I'd never noticed them. I don't know. I don't know. I found them when we were doing the Baroness episode. I just happened to see, looking at some of John Baisley's other work, that he had done some work for them. Yeah. And I listened to, I don't know, the first EP or something like that. Yeah. So I that's I have found them not but, you know, two months ago. Yeah. So And I just somehow found mm-hmm. them like a couple weeks ago. And I, I really, I dig that album quite a bit. It took me a little bit of time to kind of get into it. Like I listened to it multiple times and I was like, I think that I like this. I really do think I like this. But it took me a while to get to a point that I felt like I had something really genuine to say about it but now that i've kind of got into it and that song also since i've mentioned mastodon baroness converge it all comes together troy sanders of mastodon is actually on that track crack of doom so it all it all full circle it all full circles right there uh now we're going to transition into less metal i don't think i they don't really yeah i don't really return to metal for the rest of the month so for those listeners who have now fast forwarded you, you have gotten to the right place. We're now going to be talking about the debut album by HMLTD, West of Eden. This song is To the Door. Post punk, yeah. For your for your month, that song actually. I'm very surprised. I was just looking into it. To the door was released in like I think 2017, 
And so they've been making like EPs and releasing singles, and it did in fact come out in 2017. And so they've put that song on the debut album. It's been a track that's existed for three years now. And West of Eden is finally their debut. So they've been like kind of floating around waiting to finally have that debut record for a while. And it's real good. I'm I'm like, I'm glad that they took the time to really put in the work to have a really solid release on this because uh, West of Eden just has a lot of different sounds to it. They're like, if you, I'm going to scooch into a little bit onto the door, which what you're hearing there is like a spaghetti western, almost surfy guitar mm-hmm. riff yeah, going on there. Yeah, I was going to mention the surf in it. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that you saw that too. Um, there's like the the vocals that he's doing remind me of like a Foxy Shazam in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And then they go into like this trap bit in the song. I know. I'll show you. Same song. I was going to say, that's in the same song. Same song. Yeah, it it, it just shifts out of completely nowhere, and it really caught me off guard. And like a lot of that album is like that. They they borrow from a lot of different places in music. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it does make sense. But it all sounds pretty good, and it all really feels like them in a lot of ways. So HMLTD, West of Eden, good album. I would also check out this one that came out only a few days ago by the artist Caribou. This album is called... Suddenly, the song here is called Home. She's just what she pleases. She's happy on her own. And she picks up all the pieces. She's going home. So that again was the album Suddenly by the artist Caribou. Caribou's been floating around since the early 2000s. Tyler, are you familiar with Caribou really at all? Um, just a little bit. I, I've heard of them and heard a couple of different songs, but I haven't really sat down and listened. I, You know, I really hadn't until this album either. And I had a lot of like feelings and like desire to get to a point. I've been wanting to listen. So Dan Snaith is the artist behind Caribou, and he's been making music as Caribou for a long time. A lot of people liked the album from 2014, Our Love. A lot of people really like Up in Flames from 2003. And both of those albums have been ones that I've been wanting to check out for a while. And so when I saw that Suddenly was coming out, I was like, I really don't have a good excuse to not finally give a Caribou album a chance. And it was totally worth it. It was a really, really good release from from Caribou. I, I love the different electronic elements that are all across it. His voice comes across really well in the album. He has a really like kind of higher voice that I didn't expect from like with the way that the music sounds. It fits really well with the music. Just the whole album really works for me, honestly. The next one that I'm going to talk about here is the reimagining album of Gil Scott Heron's final album. The oh, album he, he released in 2010, I'm New Here. This reimagining of the album done by Micaiah McCracken, that album is called We're New Again. This song is the reimagining of the song New York is Killing Me. Don't know, but New York was killing me. 
So the the lineage of this album is very strange when it comes down to it. So I'm New Here came out in 2010, and that Gil Scott Heron album was a really, really long, long after release from a lot of his other work. Gil Scott Heron had been making music since, I believe, the early 70s. Yeah, early 70s that Gil Scott Heron started making music, and I'm New Here was his final album before he passed away. And then there was another reimagining by Jamie XX of that same album called We're New Here. And they did a similar kind of thing. I'm New Here is kind of this odd, electronic, really dark version of the album. And We're New Again, the reimagining by Micaiah McCracken, is very jazz influenced, as I'm sure you could hear from the music. I can tell. It's also kind of blues in the vocal delivery as well. Well, a lot of what Gil Scott Heron does is a very bluesy, soulful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll even play a little bit of the, the original album just to give you a taste of how just vastly different this reimagining is. I will play. I might as well just go ahead and play New York is Killing Me, this, this same track, mm-hmm. and see how different those sounds are. very like electronic based and mm-hmm. a lot of the parts are just real dense and dark and i really enjoyed i'm new here i've been wanting to listen to i'm new here for a long time and get an idea of like what that sounded like and so with the reimagining coming out by mckay mccracken i was like well i need to listen to the original album before i can really listen to the reimagining and they're very close in terms of quality i think that i'm new here is a Better album, but I think that the reimagining really does it a very good justice. And honestly, if an artist can take the sound of an artist who really is mostly not well known when it comes down to it and can add some spotlight to them, you know, more power to them when it comes down to it. Next album I'm going to talk about is by Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. It's the EP Unlocked. This song is Cosmic. From the crackpot, this is for the infants, the haves and the have-nots. Meet us at the trap spot so you could be an astronaut. This will be the biggest leap that you ever hop. Seems niggas are flying, the junkies are high. And then my line of work that goes side by side. So I don't know, I don't know, Tyler. Did you get to see the visual version of Unlocked? I did not. Highly, highly recommend it. So Unlocked was a really, really brief EP that kind of came out of nowhere. The idea of it's about 17 minutes long and the um, the visual element of the album was about, I'd say, maybe 20 ish minutes. So it's, you know, an episode of a TV show to watch it if you want to. But it's the full EP. And the idea is, is that Denzel Curry comes into the studio and he's yelling at Kenny Beats because he's like, the album got leaked. What happened? And Kenny Beats is like, what do you mean the album got leaked? And they go have this back and forth. And then they end up doing this thing where they go into the Internet to retrieve the leak and every song off of the album has a different style of artwork associated with it so there's like a scooby-doo style song that last song cosmic is this like kind of like samurai jack anime style kind of i don't the art is really different from samurai jack but it has that kind of samurai jack feel to it almost there's like so many different things that are being done on just the visual side of it 
But from the musical side of it, Unlocked is also very, very strong. It has like, because like Denzel has been doing so many different things with his music. If you've been following him, if you look at, you know, Taboo, that's almost like a trappy kind of album, but goes in a very different direction from most usual trap. His next album, Zoo, is really kind of like that, like, west coast style of hip-hop that he's kind of celebrating and unlocked is that like underground boom bat beat style of hip-hop so he's like dipped his hand into so many different places in hip-hop at this point and somehow has worked with all of them like i mean because we've talked about denzel pretty extensively at this point on good band bad band and so you know we're pretty familiar with him but the the song that he when he did the cover of Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. like even his vocals on like a punk song, like it just it Denzel is just a very versatile rapper, and he continues to impress me with like everything that he does. So usually I don't listen to EPs, but I, I I'm not gonna say no to a Denzel EP. I'm an EP fiend, so you know. I know you are. I know, and I I feel like I need to give Extended Place more like glory when it comes down to it because sometimes they're really good. Um, this next one that I'm gonna talk about is a little different this one's by the band beach bunny off their album honeymoon this song is called promises So as I'm sure you can get off of this one, I get a lot of Charlie Bliss yep. off of Beach Bunny, and I have no problem with that no. whatsoever. I think I've heard that one. Have you? Actually, this week somewhere. I don't know where. Huh. I, I could have I, I sworn that maybe I would have shown it to you. I think you I might have, have. Maybe you did. But it, as, soon as, I, like, as soon as I turned it on, I was like, yeah, this is going to be one of my favorite albums of the year, and I know it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that like quality-wise, it's like... Like somebody was talking about it in a review, and they're like, they say the love like thir- like the word love like thirty seven times in the first like fifteen minutes of the album. It's like the lyricism's not that great, and it's the same kind of bubble gummy power pop that you get other places. But it just works for me mm-hmm. every goddamn time. Like I can't get over how much like that specific style of music just lands with me, and I just can't be mad about it. I'm just like. If it works, it works. I'm just going to keep right. listening to it. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I, I really like Honeymoon. Again, if you like Charlie Bliss, you're pretty sure to like the sound that Beach Bunny is going to be doing here. I would check it out. Next one I'm going to talk about is a much less happy song uh, as compared to Beach Bunny. This is by Katie Gately off of the album Loom. This song being Bracer. So that song, Bracer, is a epic 10-minute track on an album that is only about like 40 minutes long. So that one song takes up a fourth of the album, and it's incredible. It has a slow build. It comes up to that, that five-minute point. 
that I just played. Like that's five minutes into the song where it's really started to build. It gets really weird at that point, and then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it's such like a dark and weird experimental album. There's another song off of that album that really stood out was Waltz, which is in the timing of indeed a waltz. It totally makes sense. I'll play a little bit of it really quickly. So to tell a little bit of story about Loom, this album. So Katie Gately had already basically finished an album up to the point before Loom had been released. And then her mother passed away. And she scrapped the whole album and was like, I'm going to make something different. And there's a very clear feeling of suffering across Loom. As the album title suggests, something is clearly looming throughout this entire album. It's very dark, very dense. And I'm sure most people who like would know my musical taste at this point, that like experimental kind of side of things when it gets in that dark realm usually works pretty well for me. So Katie Gately was going to work in, in, in any regard at that point. So definitely would check that one out if you're interested in that style of music. And if you're not interested in that style of music, maybe try this next one. The next one being King Cruel's new album, Man Alive, this song being Stoned Again. So anybody who's familiar with King Cruel, have you listened to King Cruel much, Tyler? Yeah, not a, not a whole lot, but a little bit. Did you listen to it? Was it much of the ooze that his last Ooh. album? Well, I'm going to have to give it a peek. So he's got three albums to go off of. His first album came out way back in 2013. That was Six Feet Beneath the Moon. And then the ooze came out in 2017. And then there's this new release. Yeah, I'd have to say the ooze is probably where I would heard heard most of it. That's what I figured, yeah. And that a lot of people enjoyed pieces of the ooze, but the issue that they had with the ooze was that it was a little too long, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, it all it kind of blends at this point. Once you get to the end, it's a little bit just too much. And honestly, like the sound of Man Alive is so dead similar to what you're gonna get on the ooze. So if you liked the ooze from King Cruel you're probably going to end up liking Man Alive a little better because it's a little shorter, a little more chopped down, you know, focused, I guess, would be the way to describe it. Uh, Stoned Again is very much the dumb surfer off of that album. They're really grimy sounding, mm-hmm. King Cruel. And then a lot of the other album, especially later into it, has those jazzy kind of, you know, slow paced songs. And so like it, it, King Cruel is another artist who's just very varied in his sound. And a lot of what he does lands with me. I would say that Man Alive is really almost an identical album to The Ooze, and I have no problem with that. But I think that some people might like it better because of the fact that it's not as long. So next one I'm going to talk about is another album that just came out recently, and that is by Soccer Mommy, her album Color Theory. I'm going to play a little bit of the song. Yellow is the color of her eyes.
So color theory. A lot of people for soccer mommy were probably introduced to her sound on Clean. Did you listen to Clean, Tyler? Ooh, let me, I'm going to have to get, get that one brought up too. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. That one came out, I believe, in 2018. Yeah, 2018 Clean came out. Yep, probably. Yeah, I know Your Dog was a pretty popular song that she had. A lot, I mean, a lot of this album was pretty, was, you know, not like huge. It didn't blow up or anything, but it was, you know, fairly popular. But Color Theory is a, a pretty big shift in sound, I think, for Soccer Mommy. She had been doing kind of bedroom pop for years, mm-hmm. and Clean is her proper debut. Like, she has an album called The Collection that came out prior to that. She had another album called For Young Hearts, but neither of those are really, like, proper LP releases, I guess. So Clean is really the the proper debut. And a lot of people really didn't get introduced to her until that album. And Color Theory is just such a big, lush album. And it's it's very odd to see her go in that direction because really that first Clean album is pretty stripped back, pretty just indie rock style. And Color Theory is just a big album. It's not a long album, and it but it blows through really. I, I when I listened to it, I was just astounded by it because it was just it transitioned so well. All the songs really fit really well, and her voice really didn't change a whole lot from Clean into Color Theory, but it still fits the sound that's being done on that album, and really I think fits almost better than what was being done on Clean. Soccer Mommy is definitely one that's worth checking out. Really, pick up any song off of Color Theory and you're going to get a good sense of what the album is going to sound like. I really like Yellow is the Color for Eyes. It's one of the singles that was released off of it because kind of like the the Bracer song off of Katie Gately's album, it's like a seven-minute long, just like epic type of song that really builds up well. So this next one I'm going to talk about is Tame Impala's new album, The Slow Rush, this song being Breathe Deeper. So for those who listen to Record Roundtable, you know, regularly, I will spare you. You probably already listened to the Tame Impala episode. I don't really have to get into this one. We spent a lot of time on Tame Impala already. I really like the Slow Rush. It's a really good album. I think it's really worth checking out. I know that some people, Tyler, perhaps. Uh, what are you talking about? Didn't really love the album, which is okay. Uh, you know, not it wasn't for everybody. It, just I totally did, get that. it didn't hit for me. I know, and that's it just okay. Didn't hit for me. Still, but you know what? If it makes you feel better at the time, I was like, man, is there going to be an album that's going to be better than Tame Impala's The Slow Rush this month? I still got two more releases to talk about. If anybody's keeping count at home, and this next one is the album Miss Anthropocene by Grimes. This song being violence. So 
So on this new album, Miss Anthropocene, which have you listened to much of Grimes at this point in, in your in your listening life? Not really. Yeah, she's. It's weird because I really haven't gotten into Grimes a whole lot. A lot of people really really liked her album from 2015, Art Angels. A lot of people really like Visions from 2012, and some people don't really know her outside of her relationship, which kind of makes sense because she's in a relationship with Elon Musk now. She's pregnant. Fun fact. Interesting. I did not know that. Fun things to know about Grimes. She is dating Elon Musk. There's a pretty big uh, age gap between the two. Of you them. know what? I am a little bit familiar with Art Angels. I listened to probably half to two thirds of that album. Yeah. Because I'd seen it around and I knew it got a lot of stir. Yeah. Um, and it's it. I mean, I've seen where it's a pretty, pretty uh, kind of heavily lauded for that style. For sure. A lot of people are really into the art pop sound right now, which is perfectly great because I love, you know, somebody being able to push the boundaries of what art pop and just pop in general is going to sound like. And really, it's hard to box Miss Anthropocene into a box in a lot of ways. Like, it's hard to say that she is just this one genre. And I think that art pop is really difficult because art pop ends up being this catch-all for anything that sounds a little different but still has those catchy hooks to it, mm-hmm. you know? And if, like you, like, you use any kind of, like, artful sound to it and it's still kind of pop, that's just where you throw it. But there's a lot more that's going on in this album. Like, I think that there... It really is hard to say that this is just one sound. There's a song that's, like, very acoustic-laced, which is Delete Forever. The, the song Violence is, like, almost club-based in a lot of ways. It's not just, you know art whatever you want to call it the whole album is very haunting though i really really enjoyed this grimes album i'm surprised at how much i really enjoyed this grimes album honestly but the album that really stood out to me the most from this month is the album by moses sumney which is not a complete album which is great i'll get into that this is Gray Part One. This song I'm going to play is Neither Nor. I was scared of I fell in love with her in between coloring in the margins. Yet the romance of the undefined was the three. So I really could have played any part of this album and I would have been pleased to be quite honest with you. It's not surprising. I, I you know, you know how much I love Moses Sumney's yeah. debut. And it was, I mean, that was one of the albums that I said was like one of my favorite albums of the entire decade. And so gray is supposed to be fully released in May. And what ended up happening was, was that gray part one just out of nowhere got released in February. And I guess that's 12 of the tracks of this double album and part two is going to come out in May, and then that album will be released as a double album. But you get a good taste of what you're going to hear across part one, and it's exceptional. It's so good. Every single song really works here for me. It's just an even bigger sound for Sumney, and Sumney already had a really, really big sound. Viral is really big. Cut Me has a lot of really cool elements to it. Color sounds beautiful. Like Polly is a pretty big song off of that one that like was one of the singles that was coming out that also sounds great. Like just it's a consist uh, just such a consistent album. And again, it's not the full album. So like if I love part one that much, 
I I just I don't know that there's going to be another album that's going to be able to top Gray. I'm going to say it now. It's February, and I think that Gray is going to end up being my like my top album of the entire year because part one is just that good, and I get eight more tracks in a couple of months. So if you're still listening to this you know, bonus edition of Record Roundtable in May. Expect me to come back and talk some more about Moses Sumney. Uh, that's all that I've got for this month. I, I blew through 15 albums. Felt felt right. Felt good. Tyler, did you have anything you wanted to highlight at this point? No, I'm good. All right, great. I, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to play another Moses Sumney song to close out on. Thanks for listening to this week's edition. Expect me to come back here in March to tell you about the March albums that are released. Please keep listening to Record Roundtable. Please go check out Good Band, Bad Band. Please check us out on Facebook. And if you're interested in all this stuff that we're doing right now, because there's a lot of it and it's hard to keep up, consider checking out our Patreon. Absolutely don't have to, but, you know, it is what it is. Thanks for listening. Have a great month. I'll see you then.